Welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the Tuesday edition, episode number 445. Good morning, and let's get into this. You know what? Let's kick this pig. I'm just going to uh, flap my gums about several windows I have open here on the laptop, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what we get out of this. A little bit different. I get tired of being too scripted sometimes. Uh, let's see if I can uh, emulate Led Zeppelin to ramble on. <clears throat> Pat Pat Sajak, you know who he is, I assume. Uh, Host the Wheel of Fortune game show. Wheel of Fortune has been going on for. Uh, well, he's been doing this forty, I believe, forty-one years. Uh, he says, the 41st season, which begins this September, will be my last, Sajak said in a statement. Monday has been a wonderful ride. I'll have, no, I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. And uh, I don't know if his daughter, he's 76. He doesn't look 76. Looks, looks really good. Uh, uh, but his uh, retirement is from hosting the show. He will be. He will remain as a consultant for three years after leaving his own camera role. It will mark the end of an era for Will of Fortune. He hosted the syndicated version of the game show since its debut in 1983. Also hosted a daytime edition from 81 to 89. He and Vanna White are among the most enduring hosts of any TV game show in the medium's history. And I don't know if... Uh, he has a daughter who's not bad looking. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know if she's going to take over the show. Uh, doesn't really say. Uh, but we'll see. I I think it might be her gig if she wants it. Since he's been there for 40, going on 41 years. But God bless you, Pat. He was a good host. Good guy. It's got to be a hard job to do. Because you have to be upbeat and friendly all the time. I could never do it. I would slap a contestant within the first three seasons. Seriously. If you've ever watched this show, my grandparents used to watch it religiously. And it used to amaze me. You'd have one person on there. There would be like... Uh, uh, the, the phrase they're looking for would be... Uh, uh, Go walk the dog. Every letter could be filled in but the W in walk. And they'd get it wrong. They'd guess something. Oh, I'm going to solve the puzzle. Let's caulk the dog. No. You're wrong. You must leave now and you can never be in another game show ever. So Godspeed, uh, Pat Sajak. Uh, enjoy your time left, my friend. Now, let's talk culinary stuff. I don't know about you, but... There are certain things that the thought of eating them, foie gras being one thing, it's a snotty snobbish food for snotty snobbish rich people to begin with, but it's, it's to me it's just disgusting. But there are other things, boiled okra, oh no, hell no, that is evil. Uh, <laughs> what my granddad used to call potted meat, it, I think it was armor made, it was little, little, you know, you pull the tab, you open the can. It's like a can of tuna was smaller. And he would put that on two pieces of white bread. And just like some several large pieces of onion. And eat that for like for lunch. When he's working in the field. He'd come in, drink some water. 
<laughs> he would fix that, eat it, and go right back out and start working in the field again. Uh, one of the hardest working men I've ever known, my grandfather. He and my Uncle Lewis. Uh, it's amazing, you know. Th their work ethic was off the charts. Absolutely incredible. And I think that's uh, why he lived as long as he did. And I think uh, Uncle Lewis will be there too. I hope so. Uncle Lewis is a very, very good man. He's one of those people you look back on life and you think, we lived next door to my Aunt Peggy and Uncle Lewis. She passed away recently. But we lived next door and I never spent enough time. And I always regretted I didn't spend more time as a kid with, with my Uncle Lewis learning stuff from him and just hanging out with my Uncle Aunt Peggy. Uh, it's sad, but things you don't know as a kid, you learn as an adult. Uh, so if I had it to do over, but those really are some of the most wasteful words you can use, right? If I had it to do over. That if ain't happening. Uh, but God bless you, Uncle Lewis. And you up in heaven, Granddad. You're still the best. Uh, now, here's what I'm talking about. Food. Boiled okra, nasty. Maybe the nastiest food I could ever think of besides foie gras. And is raw oysters. And I used to be amazed I'd go watch people eat raw oysters. And I'd watch them loaded up with uh, lemon and hot sauce and horseradish and this and that. And I'm thinking, all you're doing is masking the nastiness of that awful thing that's fixing to slide down your throat. Okay. I mean, it's just, to me, I always thought about, damn, you just got the biggest loogie in the world and you swallowed it on purpose. But it's okay because you put hot sauce and lemon on it. But I've never liked raw oysters. I've never tried them. I never will try them. Steamed oysters, I like. Fried oysters, I like. Uh, but Missouri health officials have issued a warning following the death of a man who ate raw oysters if you don't want to listen to my advice see America you need to listen to me or you will die from eating raw oysters the man who reportedly got the oysters from the uh, I'm not going to say the name I, I don't want to give him bad publicity or you know if, if it was nothing to do with the, the establishment he bought them at no, I'm not going to do that um uh, but he was infected after eating the raw oysters with the bacteria Vibrio vulnificus, which can be found in uncooked seafood. Yes, so that's why also I don't eat sashimi. I did try some one time. I, was, I would never have tried it except there was a very, very lovely lady I worked with who asked me if I'd ever tried sushi, and I said no. And she said, you want to go try some? And then I looked at her, I looked at her skirt, which was pleasantly short, but not slutty, and I said, oh yeah, I'll go eat anything. But um, never liked sashimi or sushi. Um, it's a beautiful food, but it's not for me. So this Vibrio vulnificus, uh, which can be found in uncooked seafood, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Health officials seize the remaining oysters at this certain establishment. 
Uh, there is no evidence that the business did anything to contaminate the oysters, which likely were already contaminated when the establishment received them, St. Louis health officials said in a statement. Honestly, you can eat raw oysters every day of your life, probably. You'd be a sick bastard if you did, but, uh, you know, you're probably never going to eat something that's contaminated that will make you really sick. I've had food, food poisoning a couple times. One was like a few hours long. It wasn't too long ago. And let me give you a warning. I used to love pot pies as a kid. I still do. But the new ones, they come in these containers, the, the box, and you fold the box this way, that way. You put it in a microwave. You heat it up. And you got to make sure everything's cooked right. Well, I don't think the crust was cooked properly or enough. Because I ate it. And, again, everything was hot, but the texture of the crust just wasn't quite right. wasn't crispy enough. Uh, ate it anyway. I was really hungry. And I was fine till the next day. And for about two hours, you don't even want to know. After that, after that, there was, uh, everything was good. But the last thing I spit up, <laughs> as my grandma would have said, did you spit up? As I sped up, would be, was pieces of crust. So don't eat pot pies if the crust isn't fully done. That's my advice for the day, my friends. And that's free. Just absolutely free for you. Oh, let me see. And again, feel bad. You know, you, you just... Absolutely, all you want to do is eat something you love. And I guess this guy loved raw oysters. You never know. You never know. Be careful out there, though, folks. Now, let's speaking of disgusting things, things that are slimy. Uh, let's talk about old Chris Crispy, Crispy Cream Boy. I don't mock him because he's fat. I mock him because he's fat and phony. The phony part more than the fat part. Chris Christie made his his claim to fame by being the real tough governor of New Jersey. Whatever, Chris. And since he ran for president and was a non-factor. He has spent time kissing Trump's behind, uh, sucking up to Trump, and he spent an equal amount of time bashing Trump and hating on Trump, whichever he thinks will get his fat face on TV more. He's the guy who wants to be on TV. That's the only reason he's running for president, so he can get his name back in, back in the circulation, and we can MSNBS or CNN will hire him. Hell, maybe Fox News will, the way they're going. I'd, uh, well, not going to say it. It would be mean. But Chris Christie uh, is, that's all he is. He's an empty bag of vacuous blah, 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 blah. He switches sides. He switches positions. He switches positions more than porn star does. I'm just saying, God, that's a disgusting thought. <laughs> uh, but Chris Christie is trying to get back in the good graces of the networks and the news. And that's all he's doing. Maybe he'll have a book deal. I ran for president twice, you know. Yeah, and if five people voted for you total. But they'll still put his fat face on TV. Uh, <clears throat> currently, of course, he's hammering Trump. He said that the indictment against Trump looked all so bad. Uh, well, that's the problem with, with people who are, quote, experts on anything. 
I don't think Chris Christie's an expert on anything but buffets. But Chris Christie, again, trying to be on TV. That's all he's doing. He doesn't like Trump, so he's going to say the indictment looks, looks terrible. Others have said it looks really weak and really, again, this whole indictment of Trump is, is I would describe it as politically motivated bullshit. And if I were running for president, I would, uh, I would have already come out and said, I don't know what's going to happen with former President Trump. We'll have to see the evidence. Uh, but this type of thing should not be used for political purpose. And that's what I believe it is. Uh, so I will pardon him if elected president. Again. But uh, I don't like that. that. When you start getting prosecutors involved. And we're going to prosecute somebody right when they're running for president or senator or governor or, or whatever. Very dangerous territory. Very ugly stuff. And Chris Christie for God's sake, stop eating for five seconds and listen to me, Chris. Why don't you pick one position and stick to it? Quit pretending you're some kind of badass. And see, can we stick to one donut in your mouth at a time, Chris? I know it's a cheap shot, but what the heck. It's Tuesday. Uh, let me see... There's an Australian bus driver was just released on bail. He is being charged with, I'm sorry, charged with over 10 passengers' deaths. Um, he was he is 58. Brett Button was driving 35 passengers, and apparently the bus uh, rolled over. And uh, let me see. The bus driver was driving too fast when his 57-seat vehicle rolled on its side and hit a guardrail in heavy fog killing 10 wedding guests and injuring 25 others. Uh, the driver's 58 was driving <clears throat> on a 20-minute journey, again, 35 passengers, from a wedding reception at the Wandena State Winery to the town of Singleton, both in Hunter Valley wine region of New South Wales State, when the 2009 Volvo bus rolled at a roundabout late Sunday. Uh... He had been in police custody, who was released on bail, when he appeared at the Cessnock Court Tuesday, charged with 10 counts of dangerous driving in relation to each death and one count of negligent driving. Uh, sounds like a tragic accident. Uh, I, I doubt the guy was just being reckless and careless. Seems like if you do that for a living, you would want to, safety would be the top priority. I don't know, but uh, that's terrible. A wedding reception. Anything that happens at a wedding or wedding reception or right after, it's it's really, it's disgusting and, and horrible because, you know, this new marriage is just brand new and people die. Very, very sad news. I hate to see that. And if you got extra cash laying around, after you send me some, of course, but if you happen to have some extra cash laying around, Here's an idea for you. Uh, Reuters on uh, on MSN has this headline. Jill Biden. That's right. Jill Biden launches presidential campaign fundraising tour for husband Joe. And it, it the woman, you got to give her credit. She works hard. She's got to keep up after Joe at every campaign stop. Make sure he doesn't wander off or trip on a bag or, or you know, 
uh, inappropriately get near children or order more ice cream than he's supposed to have. Uh, he's got to watch Joe all the time. And she's also launching a campaign to raise more money for her husband, Joe. Joe Biden. That's right. The head of Team Mumbles and Stumbles, Joe Biden. He is the president. He may not know it anymore, but he's the president. U.S. First Lady Joe Biden on Monday embarked on a fundraising tour to build up President Joe Biden's re-election campaign coffers, telling a well-heeled Manhattan crowd of nearly 50 snobs that her husband knows how to get things done. <laughs> okay, Jill, stop. Okay, he, he doesn't know how to get things done. He knows how to sign a paper that someone puts in front of his face. No, 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 Mr. President, don't sign the desk. Sign the paper right here, yes. No, 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 you can't sign with your finger. You use the pen. I'm not trying to mock Joe Biden for his agedness. But he is literally the worst president we've ever had. And he's, he's sunk to that level in a very quick time. Everything the man's done has turned to, well, you know. And he's hurt this country badly. And I think mostly he's being used by leftist activists who are, who are taking advantage of the guy. Uh, but how much money should you need if you're president, really? How much money is spent on every presidential campaign? Especially these campaigns that, that have no chance. None. But people give money and they waste money. And at the end of the day, you say all these people talk about all these problems, every election, Republican, Democrat, independents. And they talk about all these problems and all these tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars go into these campaigns. Every four years, especially during, during presidential election years. <clears throat> How many of these problems that they talk about could have actually been fixed in the private sector where people actually get shit done if they took those tens of millions and gave it to these private companies and just ran on the on the on the cheap why should you spend that much money to run for president why really or senator or congressman I mean go out talk to people Use your own money. I don't mind some money, but the astronomical amount of money spent on campaigns. How much good could be done in the by the private sector uh, for needy people? Just ask yourself that question. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the Denver Nuggets won their first NBA championship last night. They beat the Miami Heat. Uh, beat them four games to one. It's a good series. Uh, very good series. Miami was barely got in the playoffs, but they fought their way to the finals and played very well. They had quitted themselves quite nicely, from what I saw. I don't uh, didn't watch a ton of it, uh, but it's the first NBA title for the Nuggets. I think they won one when they were a member of the ABA, the Old American Basketball Association. I think they won the '75 championship. Uh, I believe, I'm not positive, but I believe so. Anyway, congratulations to the Nuggets, their fans. Uh, always good when the Lakers or Celtics or Knicks or Bulls or Heat don't win it. And to celebrate in Denver, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, nine people were injured in Denver in a shooting near the NBA Finals celebrations. Why don't I go to celebrations, sports celebrations? I went to one. It was the 90... After the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 93, I went to that one. Uh, and I didn't have a lot of fun. Too, too many people. It was... I mean... What was the highlight of it? I don't know. I think I got we got close enough to the, the actual parade at one point. And I think Emmett Smith was on one of the, I guess, their floats. But I did the Gator Chomp to him. He saw me and did it back. That was a highlight for me. Former Gator great uh, Emmett Smith, all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Again, remember about Emmett. All the experts said he was too slow. Uh, just was not a good enough running back. And Eddie ran for more yards than any running back in history. So the experts do get it wrong. Not me, of course. But I'm in, in, infallible, my friends. Just ask me how good I am. But again, congrats to the uh, Denver Nuggets. What? Why do you go out to celebrate people wonder with guns? And why do you, Well, here's the deal. Most of these things that happen are gang-related. Uh, it's thuggishness, it's gangbangers, it's this old, you know, this guy dissed me, uh, he didn't respect that, or the, some garbage. You got to get the bad people off the street. I don't know if our country's ever going to figure it out. Uh, but it says nine injured in a Denver shooting near the NBA final celebration. Uh, of course, CNN, in a mass shooting, because everything's a mass shooting now. I'm surprised the bus crash. I mentioned a little earlier. I'm surprised that's not been des described as a mass shooting bus bus wreck. It is ridiculous. Uh, U.S. News says 10 people were shot after the Nuggets won the NBA championship. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been in a worse city than Denver. Well, imagine Portland. God knows what would have happened in Portland. Uh, but I hope everybody recovers, and I hope they find the people who, who the bad people that started it, and I hope them put I hope they put them under the prison and forget they're there. And I know that's cruel and mean and all that. Well, guess what? I don't care about thugs. If a thug gets shot by a good guy, by a cop, by a, even a fellow thug, the only thing a thug can do better than shooting a fellow thug is to shoot themselves after they shoot their fellow thug. That way, you get rid of. Twice as many thugs, twice as quickly. Uh, and I know I shouldn't call them thugs. They're just disaffected youths. No, they're thugs. Uh, let me see. So again, congrats to the Nuggets. Oh, worse than any mass shooting or bus crash. This might be, this might be the worst crime ever in history. Forget about Mao and Paul Pond and Stalin and Lenin and uh, forget about Yoko Ono singing. This could be the worst thing to ever happen. Actually, Yoko Ono's music is worse than anything ever, I think. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. But NBC News reports there was an incident, the Stonewall, not Stonewall Jackson, but Stonewall National Monument. Apparently, some some pride flags were vandalized. Oh, I can't just I just can't go on after this. This is so terrible. Not pride flags. What have they ever done to you? Uh, let me see. Let's go to 
Uh, let's go to Channel 4 in New York City. Dozens of pride flags were snapped by vandals at the Stonewall National Monument in Manhattan. So this was a this was basically a I guess a mass snapping of pride flags. Obviously a hate crime. People somebody's going to get the death penalty for this. Uh, because a bunch of stupid flags were vandalized. Uh, dozens of pride flags were snapped into pieces and thrown on the ground in a troubling act of vandalism during Pride Month, which is in June, of course, at the Stonewall National Monument, a memorial that celebrates a key moment in the gay rights movement. Uh, neighbors in Manhattan's West Village discovered about 60 Pride flags torn down from the fence, broken apart, and thrown on the sidewalk Saturday morning. Uh, I come almost daily to replace any missing flags on the fence, and then I witness this act of vandalism. That's from Stephen Love Menendez, who volunteers this time replacing the occasional lost flag since the area around Christopher Park and the, and the famous bar became a national monument in 2016. But Love Menendez said he's never seen damage at this level. This level. Obviously a hate crime. This is the heart and soul of the LGBTQ movement. And this flag display is meant to show hope for the future and honor of those who fought for our rights before us. There's always something that, that bothers me about this alphabet soup movement. The, it's the LGBTQ or they add numbers in there or extra letters or plus signs sometimes. It's like a big stew or soup of different identities now I always heard that you know if, if you told a gay person that about a trans uh, transgender person transsexual they used to be called uh, before we got all politically correct but but I was often told that gay didn't mean you're a cross-dresser doesn't mean you want to change your gender that they're not the same right Apparently, they're all lumped together now, though. And you know what's really sad? One of the great symbols of, of my life, I guess, was always rainbows. See, a rainbow, that's a cool thing. Rainbow flags. Uh, rainbows that had nothing to do with sexuality. It was just a rainbow. You'd buy your kid a shirt, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But the rainbow warriors... The rainbow fanatics have actually hijacked the rainbow now and made it into something that belongs to them and you cannot argue with them about it. It's, it's sad that we surrender so many things. It just, it's sad. You know, we, we just let a group come in, grab up all these identities, try to lump them together without asking, without asking anybody. I remember this this was uh, a few years ago uh, the other McCain uh, great blog you should read it every day right after the Daily Gator of course but read that every day and he had a, a story there was a woman who was at the time was big on YouTube probably some other social media too but she was a lesbian and she made videos and some of them were concerning her lesbianism and she got in in a big dispute with certain people because 
Well, she was accused of being a bigot, basically, because she would she would not she said she would not date a transgender man. I believe it went. So if one was a man becoming a woman, she wasn't attracted. She was only attracted to women. And they asked her why, and she said, I'm a lesbian. I'm attracted to the female form. I know it's generally men that are attracted to the female form, but I'm a woman who's attracted to the female form. That's called a lesbian. That's not transgender. That's not this. That's not uh, bisexual. That's what it is. And she caught all kind of heat and hell from the far, far left over it. Because she was a bigot somehow. See? If now the movement is going to become, I think it will happen eventually. You can be labeled a bigot. You're, okay, you're a straight guy. You only want to date straight women. Well, you're a bigot. You wouldn't date a bisexual. Why not? You must be a bigot. You wouldn't date a transgender person. You must be a bigot. You wouldn't date a gay person. You must, Again, like she said, she's a lesbian. She likes women. Okay, I'm a guy, I like women, I'm going to date only women. Doesn't make anybody a bigot. But of course the left can make bigotry out of <laughs> anything, my friends. So the uh, massacre of these pride flags, that's big news. On Monday, the New York Police Department released images of alleged suspects in the case. The group of men were seen... In the area, after the flags had been vandalized around 3 a.m. Saturday, uh, they were last seen heading east on Waverly Place. And this, uh, from New York City Council member Eric Botcher, is this the latest attack on our community? The latest piece of aggression against our community? Right by the stone wall, it hurts, it hurts badly. Uh, he added that the community will not be intimidated. We are not going to be afraid. We are not going to be coward or cowed. We are not going to let them do this to us during Pride Month, and they will be held accountable for it. Whatever, okay? It's it's a bunch of flags. If if I was if I was a judge and these guys are caught, let's say there's video of them breaking the flags, what I would do their punishment would be some community service, and they'd have to buy, uh, pay pay for the the new flags, and they'd have to go put them back up. But it's not like it's a hate crime, okay? They're little, tiny flags. I understand a flag can be important to you, but it's, it's kind of a, a bit dramatic to call it an attack on a community, isn't it? Oh, uh, let me see. And apparently the, the old show that I, I think I watched one episode because the woman I was dating liked the show. Uh, the show was called uh, Sluts in the City. That was actually called Sex in the City. And I had, uh, <laughs> I'm so bad sometimes, Horseface Sarah Jessica Parker, who played the most obnoxious character I may have ever seen in any TV series. I wanted to punch her in the face after like half the first episode I watched with this woman. Uh, other actresses were Kristen Davis, uh, Kim Cattrall. And every time I see Kim Cattrall, she was a very, very attractive woman, as was Kristen Davis. But I remember remember the movie God, uh, Porky's. Remember Lassie from Porky's? That was Kim Cattrall. 
And uh, there's a clip I might put on the Daily Gator later, if I can find it from uh, Porky's. Uh, but there was Miss Balbrick, <laughs> who was the PE coach. Very funny movie, Porky's. Porky's too, eh, kind of slip. But Porky's had some laugh out loud moments. Um, but anyway, I guess the gals from uh, from the Sex and the City cast are all fighting now. How sad. Uh, Kristen Davis said she won't waste energy on the Kim Cattrall drama. I can't change anybody. Oh, well. Uh, good for you. Y'all continue your cat fight. Somewhere else, please. Now, here, my friends, is a story that would, uh, well, <laughs> I think give you chills might, uh, might, uh, be accurate here. Uh... See, something happened at a, at a funeral that no one would ever expect to happen at a funeral. And, uh, well, it was actually during her, uh, the wake for this deceased woman, not the funeral. Uh, but there's a video, apparently, and the headline from uh, MSN.com, video shows a woman who was thought dead found alive inside her coffin after she knocked on it during her wake. Imagine the, imagine that room <laughs> thinned out real quick. Uh, I don't know how many people were there, but uh, this woman was uh, 76 years old. She was declared dead in Ecuador last week. The AP reported but five hours into her wake, relatives noticed there were sounds coming from the coffin. Uh, the woman was still alive and was rushed to the hospital. She is in critical condition. A remarkable video. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. But it shows an Ecuador, uh, Ecuadorian woman found alive inside her coffin after she knocked on it during her wake, hours after she had been declared dead. Uh, retired nurse Bella Montoya, 76, was thought to have died at Martin Icaza Hospital in Babayahu. Ecuador last week after suffering a possible stroke and cardiac arrest. You gotta make sure, doctors, okay? You gotta make sure. That's that. Can, there can be no question. Uh, five hours into her wake, relatives noticed the coffin making sounds. Her son, Gilbert Barbera, told AP, My mom was wrapped in sheets and hitting the coffin, and when we approached, we could see that she was breathing heavily. It gave us all a fright. Your understatement of the week right there, kids. Uh, a video published on AP shows relatives attending to Montoya as she lays on her side and struggles to breathe. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, and the video, of course, is on YouTube. Uh, if you want to uh, you want to, re want to watch it, uh, the title is Elderly Woman in Ecuador Revives During Her Wake. So she came awake during her wake. That's okay, I'll be here all week. She was rushed to the hospital, is under intubation, and still in serious condition. Uh, so hopefully she pulls through. I mean, wouldn't that suck? You, you come alive at your own wake, and then you die a few days later. Her heart is stable. The doctor pinched her hand, and she reacted. They tell me that's good, because it means she is reacting little by little. 
And the Ecuador Health Ministry said it will launch a government investigation into the hospital to find how it issues death certificates. Uh, apparently there's a coin flip involved. I don't know. No details have been released about the doctor who declared her dead. Uh, I wonder if his name was Fauci. Maybe that's just a rumor. I don't know. Oh, did I did I offend somebody with that one? I got he said something about oh Fauci. What the hell is this problem? Uh, but I don't I don't think Doctor Lockdown was actually involved. Uh, doctor, wear your damn mask. Don't wear your da- damn mask. Masks really don't do any good. But put something around your face. No, wear the mask. No, definitely wear the mask. Wear a second mask. Wear a visor with your mask. Wear three masks. Sit upside down when the mask is put on and have someone take your feet. Then put a fourth mask on and a visor and make sure you're vaccinated 14 times. And you probably will probably won't get the, the virus. I think that was the final one anyway. Uh, how about Marlon Wayans? He's one of the Wayans brothers. If you remember the show in Living Color, great uh, sketch comedy series. Uh, let me see, Damon Wayans, Marlon Wayans, there's another Wayans in there too. Uh, but Marlon Wayans calls out United Airlines. He was kicked off a flight. He claims that he was targeted by the airline regarding their two-bag policy. What, did he try to take his girlfriend and his wife on it? God, now I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Uh, But apparently, according to the street, because word on the street is, uh, Marlon Wayans calls out United Airlines for classism and guess, can you you guess the next thing I'm going to say he accused him of? Starts with an R. That's right, my friends. Racism. Uh, let me see. Marlon Wayans has accused United Airlines of racism and classism in a series of Instagram posts owing to an incident involving his luggage. Well, hey, Marlon, it could have been worse. It could have been worse with your luggage. There could have been a former uh, Biden appointee, a woman dressed as a man, raffling through that looking for something. So at least she didn't get in your suitcases. Or he, or it or whatever. While flying out of Denver International Airport, the stand-up comic and actor who recently uh, in air and also known for the scary movie franchise and in Living Color alleges he was treated unfairly last Friday by an employee who told him he had too many bags to board his flight. Wayne said he attempted to to comply, consolidated two bags into one, but then I was told, now you have to check that bag. You know, I have had experiences with airlines. Most of them have been great. But there there have been some flight attendants that were working in the airport for years, which I did at Lowfield in Dallas for a long time. Uh, mainly Southwest flight attendants. I found out the pilots general were very laid back, very cool. Very easy to get along with. And about half the flight attendants were really nice, sweet ladies. Uh, And yes, every flight attendant who was male was gay. I don't know why that is. But about half the women who were flight attendants, let let me find the word, entitled, caring, obnoxious, insulting, 
snottish, snobbish, I should say, snotty and snobbish. It was there. there one in particular stands out. It says, I was at the bar, and there was a to-go station right there. The guy would come at like 9 o'clock every morning for like three weeks straight. Literally. He would come about 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning and ask for a, a salad we made for lunch. And I, and I would tell him the first time we don't do anything lunch until 10.30. So after the third day, I had a, another manager go talk to the guy and explain to him every day. He would just stand there and like stare at me. And I'd look up and say, hey man, what's happening? He goes, can I get my salad today? Like, we don't do salads till 10.30. Sorry, my friend, you know, we, we just don't. It's kind of a small kitchen and, and a changeover. There, there's reasons, logistical reasons, but he would just, one day, I can't never forget, can you help me out today with a salad? I said, I don't know, dude, but really go away go away he became obsessed with the salad thing he was so entitled and the women were very they were this kind of person when they see somebody they haven't seen in a while oh honey how have you been i've missed you so much yeah and they kiss them on the cheek and five minutes later they'd be trashing them of course because they're just very fake people but half of them or more were very good people very great um and apollos were all cool so that's my airport experience. But Marlon Wayans, it's not because you're black. It's not because you're famous. It's not because your last name. It's not because you're Amanda. It's because sometimes airlines have rules you don't understand and you may not like. And they may be stupid. And sometimes it's because a flight attendant is just, they're given a little bit of importance in the world. And some people you give a little bit of authority or importance to. And suddenly they, they turn into Hitler, so to speak. Not literally, but you know what I mean. I've got authority now. You can't challenge me, Luke Skywalker. Uh, and that, my friends, is it. So stay away from Marlon Wayans. Oh, one more. I just uh, found this right before I went on. Uh, actor Treat Williams, who is 72 uh, he was killed in a, a motorcycle crash, I believe, last night. Um, and he was around for a long time. Film actor, TV actor. Uh, usually did very good job acting. He, he was in a lot of things I enjoyed. Um, gone at 72 in a motorcycle crash. Uh, rest in peace, Treat Williams. And y'all, thank you for listening. God bless you. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And yes, go Gators. To become a monthly uh, supporter of this podcast and of the Daily Gator blog as well. Uh, you can go to uh, the Spotify site and look up under podcast the Daily Gator Daily Thought. And there's a button there on the bottom on every episode on the, on the homepage. And it says be a uh, subscribe, not subscribe, but support this podcast. Click there, and you become a monthly, and you can become a monthly uh, supporter. And I appreciate it if you do. If not, that's okay. That's okay. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'll take it if it happens, but I'm not doing it to get rich. God bless y'all. Be good. Take care of yourselves. I will talk to you tomorrow on Hump Day. Be good, you freaks. 
Get out of here and go do something fun, will you? Goodbye for now.